We love being nerdy and doing nerdy things and talking about nerdy stuff. That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I am one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Lyons. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm super tired. And of course, the villain of the show, Martin Franklin. Good day. I'm slightly less tired. (laughs) (laughs) And today we have a very special guest back for the second time, but for the first time with the full crew, we have Nina Larson. I am not tired at all. Hi. Also, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nina has the most energy out of all of us right now, which is just delightful. (laughs) Yeah. Can you not come on our show and show us up, please, Nina? Come on. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Let me undo (laughs) the caffeine. Just tone it down a little. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Don't forget, we are also sponsored by DiceBard. Go to DiceBard.com and check out their outstanding selection of dice. They've got glow-in-the-dark dice, the rainbow dice, the metal dice. You know the dice they have. I tell you every week. But check out the many more styles and colors I didn't just tell you about. DiceBard has everything you need to play Dungeons & Dragons, if all you need is dice. And of course, don't forget to use the discount code NERDY. That's N-E-R-D-Y for free expedited shipping on your order. And with that, we're going to go ahead and jump into some topics... And of course, as we have a guest who has a topic this week, we would like our guest to go first. So Nina, why don't you go ahead and tell us your topic? Yay. Okay. My topic is um, when you interview... Er, <laughs> I drink too much caffeine. I can't talk now. It's already on the rails. Anyways, my topic is how you deal with people who don't have nerdy fandoms or don't really understand, you know, the things that get you excited or the nerdy things that you like to talk about and participate in. And um, when you kind of hide that from someone or when you're just like really out loud and proud about it um, and how you handle people that are like, "Um, what is that Dungeons game you play? (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, my favorite thing just to start is the blank stares. Um, I always mm. enjoy a good blank stare, you know, because it's very uncomfortable uh, and it doesn't feel good. You enjoy it. Important this? to return. Important to return the blank stare. Just <laughs> lock eyes. Hold it. Let's see who walks away first. <laughs> I feel that. I feel like that was just a very British response. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I guess <clears throat> I'll, I'll run with this one um, because for me, like. The things that I'm into, uh, you know, video games, comic books, uh, and now Dungeons and Dragons have always been kind of a source of shame for me uh, for the majority mm-hmm. of my life. And I think because it was kind of drilled into me at home that it was all pointless and that nothing was ever going to come of it and it was a waste of time. And, you know, then there was, of course, the ritual beatings at school uh, that stemmed from it, uh, which were always nice uh, and all that fun stuff that just kind of even into adulthood I really didn't talk about that stuff with anybody because I figured I was the only person on earth that enjoyed any of that shit because uh, this was still I mean it wasn't really pre-internet anymore but the internet was still pretty fresh and new and you weren't really finding a whole bunch of like online communities of people with like-minded interests uh, which made you feel a little bit you know safer and more comfortable talking about this kind of stuff so 
kind of as I eventually I, I started joining communities and I started learning, hey, there are so many people who enjoy this shit and it's totally OK and it's totally cool. Uh, I decided that once I got into uh, Dungeons and Dragons, I didn't want to hide that aspect of myself anymore. And I knew that there was still going to be plenty of people who weren't going to get it. And that was OK. And that was more their problem than mine. So mm-hmm. that's actually when I decided to get my uh, ampersand tattoo on my forearm. And the positioning of that was specifically chosen because I wanted it in a place where people were going to see it and people were going to ask me about it. And I couldn't really hide the things that I'm interested in anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And sure enough, it has had people question it and say, oh, hey, what's that about? And then I explain to them D&D. And so a lot of times there's a blank stare. But, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, that's really cool or or whatever. Uh, but again, I guess it just boils down to when I get in talking to those people who don't really get it. Um, I'm always happy to explain it to them or talk to them about it. And I just, you know, I don't take it personally if they're just like, that sounds really dumb or wow, I can't believe that's a thing you do. Aren't you an adult male? Um, you know, whatever. I just I'm just like, you know what? That's that's your thing. You don't you're not into it whatever you know i'm into it and i will find other people who are into it and i'll always have people to talk to about it it's okay. funny you bring up the the tattoo because i'm getting a D my first D D tattoo next week nice. <laughs> and i was thinking about it and i was like you know i kind of do want to be proud about it it's it's nice i think it's more exciting to find your people that way than it is to have a blank stare you know it's like it's worth it for the blank stares and the like oh you're into that to find the, your people that are like, oh my God, I played D&D 10 years ago. I love it. Is it having a resurgence? And you're like, oh yeah, there's this new edition. You should try it. I've had yeah. a lot of that happen lately because I'm pretty vocal about how much I love D&D. <laughs> well, like the last place that I worked, uh, the guys there, they weren't into it. They didn't really know anything about it. But because I'm so into it and it's such a huge part of my life, whenever they would ask me, you know, what were you doing on Wednesday? I would tell them, oh, you know, I was doing this show that I do for D&D. And it got to the point where, like, one of the guys there would be like, hey, uh, so what's going on in the story right now? And would just ask me, like, what's going on in the campaign? And I would explain it to mm-hmm. him. And he was actually just super interested in what was going on. And it mm-hmm. wasn't something he would ever do himself because, uh, right. you know, he's just he's too busy for that kind of stuff, you know, with his family and whatnot. And I get that. But uh, he was interested in enough that he wanted to learn about it and he wanted to hear about it, regardless of if it's something he's ever going to do himself. And I, I always thought that was pretty cool. Right on. Yeah. So I think the lesson out of this is don't just wear your heart on your sleeve. Wear your nerdy pride on your sleeve. Damn Skippy. <laughs> Definitely. And if you're me, have a t-shirt, have a, a backpack that literally has genuine bag of holding written on it. Same also here. get the tattoo. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think like my point with this thing is um, it's a weird one. I guess I always avoided it just because of very similar things. Um because it was just always more hassle, right? To like explain to someone what you're doing. So it was just like, oh, it's a thing. Don't worry. I'm just playing a game. Um, but D and is quite new for me. So for me, it was always video games and stuff, which is far easier to connect with people on. Um, or reading. You know, people don't really question you reading a book. They might be like, oh, you need to go outside more. But it's like, <laughs> no, I'm fine inside with my book. I don't really need to justify that. That's okay. But it's only recently, I think D and D is probably the biggest one, that kind of tabletop thing that's hard to, um talk about so when i first started playing it very similar didn't really bring it up at all um and then you just get to a point where you're like oh if you end up not talking to me because of a thing i do i probably don't really want to talk to you anyway so 
Um, I'm just going to shout about it and be enthusiastic and people who would never have played it before I now play with or am arranging games for. And um, a similar thing where you get people who maybe don't want to play, but they're like, so how how are things going in that? Because people who care about you will get invested in the things that you're invested in, you know, and they'll want to hear about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think talking about mm-hmm. your interests is a great way of finding about people who are worth your time. You know, not like that people should always have to listen to what you're into, but um, if someone is going to criticize something you enjoy without any other reason other than I don't do it, then, yeah. So I'd rather be loud and proud and figure out who to weed out than <laughs> hide it and oh, yeah. put up with people I don't like, you know. Or yeah. who people and I don't think like your people, myself. even if, sorry, <laughs> and I think your people, even if they, like, aren't interested in the things you're interested in they still like appreciate that about you you know like like i have a coworker that really loves me and she doesn't really understand you know digital farming <laughs> but you know i tell her about stardew valley and she asks me about my digital tomatoes and that's really sweet <laughs> yeah so right the enthusiasm you can carry the conversation with that i think comes through so well and real quick to your point martin about how you know people who don't necessarily understand it and whatnot. It, it just reminded me about my my dad, actually, um, who when I told him I was, you know, into D&D and when I you know, started streaming and stuff like that uh, and he was asking me about it and his first reaction to to me getting into it was fucking nerd, um, <laughs> right. which I was expecting from him because that's kind of how he's always been. But, you know, I told him I was like, you know, because my dad likes playing games, but he he doesn't like losing games and he always feels like people are ganging up on him and, and he's losing. So he just doesn't play games. And I told right. him, I said, you know, you probably like this game because mm-hmm. you can't really lose. I say you can die, but if you die, you just make a new character and you're fine. So, you know, you don't really ever feel like you're losing. And the more I would talk about it with him, the more he was like, oh, that that sounds interesting. Until one day he finally said, you know what? I'd like to try it. And oh, cool. That almost knocked me off my fucking seat. But, uh, you know, for his birthday one year, this was a couple years ago, uh, I set up just I brought all my my dungeon master shit with me and him and my brother in law were there. And my brother in law really wanted to try it after everything that I had been saying. And I just ran them through some shit I just made up off the top of my head. Uh, It lasted about four hours and it was only going to be like two hours because I was running out of shit to think about. And they're like, can we just play just a little bit more? And I was like, fuck, how can I say no to that? So, you know, I ran them through a couple more hours and finally found a good place to stop. And my dad still asks me when we're going to do it again. I just haven't had the time to go do it. But it's just one of those things where even someone who doesn't understand it, like sometimes they get interested in it just by you talking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't happen a lot, but. You just never know because a lot of people have preconceived notions of the shit that we find cool. And until they hear what it's really about, you know, they just kind of stick with those those notions. Mm-hmm. I've actually run into that uh, same thing with anime. Like it's definitely gotten mm. a bit more of a hype in the last few years. But, you know, like especially back in high school and whatnot, it was pretty hard to find other people who were into it but uh i was not one of those people that really hit it like everybody knew like oh hey that's the girl that draws anime and eventually though like i want my friends i want to be able to talk about it with somebody and 
a lot of the people like, oh, isn't that just cartoons? And I'm like, mm, no, trust me, some of these are not for kids. <laughs> and they wouldn't believe me. So I would sit some of them down and, you know, based off their interests, I would find an anime. And there's actually been quite a few that they're not like huge fans, but they've actually found anime that they do like nowadays and are totally into it. That's cool. But, That's quite uh, a hard genre to get people into as well, I think, sometimes, because... When it's like people ask, so how many episodes are there? Well, there's 685, but you don't <laughs> yeah. have to watch seasons 4, 8, and 12 because they're just filler. So, yeah, um, I try and yeah. stay away from those ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I found I've gotten some people into some anime just by explaining the plot before you even say, oh, it's an anime. And they're like, right. oh, that sounds amazing. And you're like, oh, yeah. And by the way, <laughs> <laughs> But then you're already uh, invested, so. Yeah, no, exactly. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to have to give it a try now or I look like an ass. It's like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) But, uh, like, sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. No, you go ahead. No, you go. (laughs) Oh, you. (laughs) Um, Well, I was going to say, like, I think for me, like, the thing that's interesting about this conversation is personally, I think the thing that's helping me engage with it is that I do the reverse as well. Um, When people say about, like, so... Okay, tell me about D&D. I'm like, all right, so, like, what do you enjoy do you enjoy doing with your friends? You know, you try and find, like, a connection that they enjoy doing with their friends. I'm like, okay, so this is mine where me and a group of friends, we get together and we tell a collaborative story and there's kind of, like, a, a luck element involved to it. And it's I sort of trying to explain it aside from, like, well, there's a lot of math. Um, so... Basically, you get like you do a character sheet, and rather than going into it that way, it's more about like simplifying the concept. I suppose what you were saying about giving plot about shows and stuff, right? Like you get them hooked into the idea about doing a collaborative, cooperative thing with your friends, where you all get invested and you're all on the same side. And then it's like, and that is what D and D is. It's like, yes, there's some rules, but you know, you figure them out as you go, and um. It's just a good time, really. You know, you have a drink, you have some snacks, and it's like getting together to watch your football games on a Sunday or whatever, you know? Like, um, but you're playing it, so. So you're saying don't lead with the math. Got it. Um, I mean, you can. You def- <laughs> depends who you're talking to. This is what I mean. <laughs> depends who you're talking to. Because if I go to someone and I say, so what do you enjoy? And it's like, well, I just really like calculus. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> All right. Settle I don't know down, if I've ever friend. met somebody like that. Hi, I'm Nina. It's yeah. nice to meet you. Hi, I really like calculus. <laughs> I don't think that's what people lead with. Um, I think usually, uh, that might be why. You just got to find the mathletes, you know? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're out and there. Then you no can, one knows um, who they are. They're like the fucking copy Batman their of, of learning shit. But... <laughs> they're out there in the night solving math yeah. equations <laughs> but yeah sorry Carrie what were you going to say oh yeah just um, one of the other things that I kind of did hide a bit more when I was younger was uh, back in the Yahoo chat days when they had the role playing rooms in there I would love to especially after my knee surgery you know like I'm kind of stuck in one place and I really got to find other people who really had the same interests as me and i got into this role-playing thing and i'll again you want to talk about it with other people so i would kind of like start talking about it and they'd be like wait what is this and i'm like oh it's like a collaborative story that i'm writing with someone Mm -hmm. and like oh wow that's pretty cool you know but if i actually led with like oh i like to role play they'd be like isn't that like a sexual thing (laughs) i mean it can be right 
I mean, yeah, yeah, it definitely. <laughs> there was a lot of that. To anyone who knows Yahoo Chat, the slave auction was quite the room. <laughs> it just sounds gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I cannot change this to make it sound any better. So I'm just gonna sip my coffee and let you continue on. <laughs> oh, the internet. <laughs> Um, aside from the, like the digital farming, like the Stardew uh, Valley and stuff, Nina, like what other kind of instances have you had of like trying to share what you're interested in with people who might not necessarily share that? Oh, um, I think most people at this point in my life know I'm a fucking nerd. And I like recently haven't really been trying to hide that at all, because I think as you get older, you're like, actually, I'm pretty cool. And I've got my people and I've got my support. And like, if you don't like me, I'm not going to try to make you like me because I don't really need more friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've already got too many. I mean, I like, you know, one is enough. Thank you. <laughs> but... <laughs> On that point, I'd add to that point. I'm kind of doing the opposite. I'm trying to weed extras out. Like it's like at this point, there's too many people in my life. So yeah. the more people I can scare off with crazy sounding games, <laughs> the better, you know. Okay, despite what we're saying right now, we do like followers and we do like people listening to the podcast. <laughs> Love all no, you no, I mean real life friends. <laughs> no, yeah. wrong. I mean, like, Everyone can go fuck off. We can all go away. Stop listen, listening. I play D&D three nights a week. I do not have time for real life friends. I do kind of miss playing D&D with like, a real group of people around. Yes. Yeah. I was talking about this yesterday, actually, um, about the difference between playing online and playing in person. And I feel like that's one of the best parts of D&D for me is playing at a table with people, you know, like just you know, handing over, even just handing over the bag of chips across the table. It's, <laughs> it just has a different feel to it. And it's, it's just different, you know, it's, and yeah. it's cool to be hanging out with your friends while you're also doing things together. I don't know. It's just, there's nothing like it. Yeah, I think that's why this hobby is such a great one, though, because it's one of the few hobbies where you can actually have it your way in terms of that, because if you are super into playing a sport, you can't. I mean, you can play a digital version of the sport, but you're not playing that sport if you do it online, like whereas with D&D, &D, you know, there are some nights when I really enjoy the fact that I don't have to go to a room with other people because for me, it's just mm -hmm. so draining sometimes. And I can come home, put my headphones on and play with seven other people. And when I need to take those headphones off just for a couple of minutes and just breathe, go back into it. And it's like, it's a different kind of thing. Like, but then I'm also saying that from a person who's not had a great deal of around the table. And I'm going to love that for completely different reasons. You know, like you say, the, the being in there, the camaraderie that comes with it, all of that. But it's one of the very few hobbies, I think, that just does give you the option of yeah. however you like to experience it, like play by post, you know, like forum D&D, &D, like any role play like that. It's crazy. No, absolutely. And that's one thing actually um, I used to receive some blank stares with is everybody would be talking about their New Year's plans, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go to this bar and this bar and I'm going to hit this club and I'm going to go to this party. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, yeah, having some drinks and playing some D&D &D with my friends. And it's like, oh, but that was one of my favorite things to do. To me, that was really fun, just sitting around a table. And I'm telling you, when D&D players get drunk, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes. can attest. <laughs> <laughs> they, light, they light prisons on fire. Yep. I mean, you it's do stuff. that with airships anyways when you're sober. I was not sober. Thank you very much. Oh, that's true. That is true. 
I used to drink a lot more when I played D&D. I've really kind of tamped it down and I don't drink as nearly as much anymore. But uh, I will say to that point, uh, the, the best New Year's that I had in a, a while was this past New Year where I had some plans to go up to L.A. for a crazy party and they fell through. So I didn't have anything to do like last minute. So I decided uh, this was actually the first time I Twitch streamed. I had all this equipment that I had gotten for Christmas. I set it all up and uh, grabbed a gigantic bottle of probably some kind of bourbon, knowing me, and proceeded to drink my face off while playing Friday the 13th on Twitch. <laughs> and it was so bad, but it was so funny because I'm terrible at that game. And I just had a fucking blast just uh, playing a camp counselor trying to run away from a horrible, evil Jason. And I would always die immediately. So I would end up just going from camera to camera to the other camp counselors and started like shout casting the game like a fucking commentator for baseball. <laughs> and I, I had a blast. And when people ask me, oh, what'd you do for New Year's? I was like, how do I explain this one in a way that they'll understand? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really, I think, when I've gotten the most, like, uh, what is when I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm guessing on, on D&D on a Friday night. And they're like, you're wasting your Friday night with that? I'm like, no, no, listen, it is not a waste. This is literally the most fun thing I could be doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Hells yes. And while I completely I mean, share that sentiment, I just imagine the look on their face, like, the, the gears in their head, like, trying to turn and trying to understand this and just getting nothing. Yeah. That, that that's the thing that's where like i think there's there's an onus on us to realize that you just don't have to justify it like when someone gives you that mm -hmm. look you're like yeah but it was a good time so and then just m move on from it like feel like you don't need to grind that gear and try and persuade someone or convert people because you don't need to like it's they've got their own thing and if they're not into yours like that's fine too and some of your best friends will end up being people that have no interest in what you're doing um obviously they'll still care they won't give you that like complete blank stare but um mm -hmm. yeah just, oh my best it, friend refuses to try dnd she's like no i'll hate it i'm like no you won't she's like no no i'll hate it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i've got a friend like, like that yeah too. with that attitude <laughs> <laughs> uh it's like and the people it. that won't try the pineapple on the pizza yeah it's <laughs> garbage but you know what yeah. you gotta at least try it to know and sometimes yeah. you'll be pleasantly surprised sometimes there's barbecue sauce and it's not so bad Right. <laughs> Sometimes a bear puts on a sweater. It's a good time. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You're off the show, Martin. I mean, you did play it in that card game. We're not even <laughs> fucking going there. We're not even, we haven't even gotten to my topic yet in talking about cards and shit. So this that's not even true. a trade oh, card of game course, anyway. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, just breathe. All right, deep breath. Yeah. Come on. You know what? I will. I will take a deep breath. Uh, and while I am taking that deep breath. Carrie, I believe you have a topic for us. Why, yes, I do. I told you I would work this into the show somehow, and you'll know when I get to my answer, but what show or movie would you want a reboot of? Because we're seeing a bunch right now with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the It movies, She-Ra. So what would you want rebooted if you could? Uh, Martin, do you have anything for this one? Um, This was a really difficult one, I'll be honest. Um. But then I was kind of thinking, and I think with ha like, because I when I think reboot, like I, you know, I'm thinking of something like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like one of those shows I used to watch like as a kid. Yes. It was kind of spooky and yes. creepy, but like really going for it, you know, like <laughs> just like proper like urban myths done well for like you know people who were young then watching that show, but are older now. 
um, I suppose sort of like American Horror Story, but not like a season per story. You know, mm-hmm. like they're still self-contained, short little horror fictions. So um, like American Horror Story, but good. Okay, let me. Because I'm a fan that. of that show, but it does go on for like twice as long as it needs to. Let me yeah. rephrase that. Yeah, season one of that show was almost near fucking perfection for horror yeah, TV. Yeah, agreed. After that, mm-hmm. season two was fine. Season three was okay, and then after that, it just went off the fucking rails and became awful. Do you know what it what it is? It's that the rest of the seasons didn't have um, a gimp ghost. You know, I that feel like. It. <laughs> I feel like that was what really tied that first season together. Well, um, it was great because it gave me something to be scared by, but also something to masturbate to. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, I like, check out I, this I, first I, season. <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it is a weird... That is a weird show. American Horror Story is a weird one. I really enjoy it, and I think that's because I binge watch to a point where it feels more condensed than it is when i watch that because mm. i'll forget about it watch it on netflix like six months after it came out i won't wait week to week if i had to watch it week to week good god would i get frustrated with that show um but yeah well, wasn't season three coven i think that was the one right i, I think, think that so. was four was maybe that four? or maybe well because there was, was the haunted house there was the, the psych asylum. ward yeah oh the was asylum. it the um the circus no, that was that was after Freak Show was four. Coven. Okay, yeah, yeah. Coven was three. Okay. You're right. So that that's when they brought in Kathy Bates, and I was like, Yes, it's mm-hmm. getting a return yeah. to greatness. Kathy Bates is amazing. Then they made her a fucking cartoon character, did a musical mm-hmm. number with Stevie Nicks, and I was like, What the fuck is this show anymore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then it's always like five episodes too long, too. It's like, well, you lost the story there. <laughs> you know what? Can we just do a reboot of American Horror Story? <laughs> yeah, please. Answer? Yeah, and it's going to be called Are You Afraid of the Dark? And it's going to be weekly, episodic, <laughs> singular, contained horror stories. Yeah, Come on, like guys. It. I've already got this. Yeah, I approve. Martin for president. Perfect. <laughs> but yeah, that would be mine. <laughs> Any what about one on TV? Yes. What about you, Nina? Um, okay, so I know where you're going with your answer, and I'm very excited <laughs> about it. Yes. <laughs> but I won't steal your thunder, and I'll say Firefly, oh, because obviously I would yes. love a Firefly reboot. Yeah. And I don't, like, my theory is, though, I don't want maybe maybe one or two, but I don't want any of the original cast. Like, I'd love it in the same universe, but a totally new show. Ooh, you know? that's a nice twist. That's what I want. Well, we know Walsh won't be coming back. <sighs> Oh, oh good lord too soon curse your son but inevitable betrayal <laughs> gosh i've seen that show so many times uh but it would be so cool that i think have just like a either like another ship in the same universe or maybe like kaylee starts her own ship that she built from scratch or something mm. like that that would know? be cool i would watch the fuck out of that I mean, River was uh, young enough that she could be grown up now and running her own ship because he's kind of seen yet the, near the end that uh, yeah. Captain Reynolds and her kind of has this bond, you know, and I think like they're both sitting at the front of the ship at the at very end of it. Mm-hmm. And I think like that would be really cool if he kind of yeah. took her on as apprentice and taught her everything he knew. Mm-hmm. And she just kick ass. Let's just admit that. Why can't we have this? Like, all right, let's get this started, people. Nathan Fillion, yeah. get on this. You said you want to do something. This is it. And yeah. then you can, like, feature in it every so often. You could get, like, the old cast to, like, do little featurettes here and there. Yes. Oh, except for Shepard. Oh, no, oh, no. Why? I'm sorry. I wanted to be realistic. I mean, at least Alex Hudeck is alive. 
I mean, is he though? I've seen Con Man. He looks like a walking corpse. He looks <gasps> just so depressed and dejected. Well, because that's why he needs Firefly reboot. Yes. No, in the, in Con Man, that's the last thing he fucking wants. Yeah, that is true. Uh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> oh my god, that bathroom scene killed me. In the, oh. I think episode one. Uh, yes, that was like the yes. first scene. Yeah, is it on anything? I really, I wanted to watch that Amazon. when it came out. Yeah, oh, you'd have cool. to buy the okay. season, but it's it's pretty cheap and absolutely worth it. It's amazing. Yes, it really is. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy Nolan North. Call me. What what? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, if I was gonna reboot anything, uh, I was actually just talking to with the guys at work about uh, video game movies, and there are two that spring to mind. Uh, the first one is an obvious one for me, and the the second one is kind of one where it's like, where where did I think of that? Um, but re- the Resident Evil movie, um, I really liked the first one for what it was. It's just kind of as its own thing. But I still really want to see the one made with George Romero's script because I don't know if any of you have ever caught this, but a long time ago, uh, back in two thousand one, when they announced the movie, George Romero's original script for it leaked, and it is exactly the Resident Evil movie we've always wanted. It takes place at the Arclay Mansion. Um, it's, you know, Chris and Jill. And it just, it's not like shot for shot from the game, but it's its so much closer to the source material that uh, it, it kind of gives me a tickle in the nethers. Like, I really am excited <laughs> by the idea of them making that movie. Uh, so they probably never Interesting. will. But <laughs> yeah, the not obvious answer is I'm a huge fan of film noir. And the reason that I am is because a long time ago, I played a game called Max Payne. And when they said they were making a Max Payne movie, I was really upset because I was like, ah, they're going to fuck this up. And sure enough, they did. It was awful. But I would like to see that rebooted and really kind of stick closer to the source material. That really just dark, um, you know, this just beat down detective trying to solve the mystery of the murder of his wife and kid and throw in some more of the psychological fuckery that was in the game uh, that really kind of tied it all together. And I would just love to see that movie remade with a lot more love and attention to the source material, because the story of that game, again, is kind of what totally turned me on to film noir. And kind of from there, like right after playing that, I got into Cowboy Bebop, which solidified that. Yes. Mm. Love that anime. Me too. So that's me. Um, Carrie, I know what you're going to say. I already know what you're going to say, but why don't you tell everybody what, what you're going to say? Well, I, I, <laughs> okay, first off, a, a few ideas came to mind, you know, um, like any adaption of anime movie for the most part, except for Bleach. They did actually pretty well on that. But uh, obviously like Dragon yes. Ball Z, Street Fighter, uh, like those kind of even a Mortal Kombat would be really cool to see rebooted. But those are not my answer because... <laughs> I told B that somehow I was going to work Tank Girl into this conversation. Yes! <laughs> so, I would love, love, love to see the Tank Girl movie get a reboot, but, like, I know a lot of the fans of the comics were really upset because the movie kind of just took off in its own direction and didn't really stick mm-hmm. to the comics. Like, Water and Power, they don't exist in the comics at all. Um, so I would like to see it stick a little bit more to the comic books, which uh, obviously it's going to have uh, more adult content in it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that would be really awesome to see. Did you read the um, Everybody Loves Tank Girl series that they did? Uh, 
they did like a comic reboot like 10 years later and that one is so awesome and i would love a tank girl movie that has that feel like what i love about tank girl is she's just chill and i feel like the movie was really good but it was a different side of tank girl you know yes. like, like jet girl and tank girl hanging out is just like the most chill thing <laughs> i would love a reboot of that <laughs> i'm looking this up to see if i have i'm horrible with names the art style is really beautiful too Okay, I think I have the first version of that, the first yeah. comic. I haven't read the whole series of it yet. But, like, that's one thing I love about the comics is, like, they adopt different animation styles sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. did you see the one where they, oh, sh shit. Um, Solid State Tank Girl? No, it was where they did a uh, take on Shakespeare. Oh, no. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name of this. So I'm going to try looking it up here quick. Um, that'd be cool to do like a short mini series of all the different art styles of Tank Girl. Like, oh mm, yes, I'm very much into this idea. <laughs> yeah, this needs to happen. We need to talk to people. <laughs> Who do we know? Who do we know? Yeah. Who do we know? <laughs> like, when that's one thing. Like, I'm sure you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this in previous episodes. But the people who do the animation for, um. Wow, the band just, uh, gorillas. Mm -hmm. They're the same people that, uh, did the animation for Tank Girl. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I always, like, used to see the music videos. I'd be like, I know this style. Where do I know this style from? And then one day I was just, like, reading on the internet and I was like, holy shit, it is Tank Girl. <laughs> I love those moments where you're like, everything makes sense again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been worried about this for five years and it's finally clicked. <laughs> yes. And this is why, like, uh, he didn't want Tank Girl to be a pure topic of mine because he knew that you and I would just take over the whole podcast. So <laughs> it's our podcast now. It's yeah. only Tank Girl. <laughs> Have fun, guys. Have a good day. We'll be You're rebranding as a. Oh, but she's just the best, like, lady anti hero because she's just kind of a fuck up <laughs> yeah exactly like she doesn't strive to be perfect or anything she's just true to herself completely honest about it with no shame uh-huh my favorite is when she's babysitting that kid and then loses the kid oh my god yes oh <gasps> i have to it makes me feel better about my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i guess that's one feather i can put in my cap is i've never lost a kid not yet at least <laughs> have i so it's a good streak to keep alive that one yeah i mean i just generally shouldn't be trusted with children as i do not know how they operate i do not know how they work uh i don't know where you put the batteries um the scary thing is people did you like trust me with their children when i was a teenager like i babysat a lot and then i i think looking back that was a mistake i mean did they all survive yeah yeah well then they're probably all right everything went fine yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be a little bit of psychological damage, but <laughs> no. I mean, Whoa. Which one of us doesn't have psychological damage? Let's be honest. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Big move. We all just strive to fuck our kids up a little less than our parents fucked us up. Pretty honest, yeah. Yeah, that that was like depressingly like honest and real. <laughs> and that's where we take this podcast. Yeah, to depressingly <laughs> honest in real places. <laughs> uh, but you know what? 
you know what's a little less real and a little bit more fun and something I used to enjoy a whole lot and I'm trying to get back into is uh, trading card games. Um, back in the day, you had you had, you had your Digimons, your Pokemons, your Yu-Gi-Oh's. Uh, there was like X-Men and all sorts of like random trading card games were coming out. I think there was even like a wrestling one for WWF mm-hmm. back when it was still WWF uh, and all sorts of shit like that. So my question to you guys, uh, because I'm really curious and I know what my favorite one was, but were you guys ever into that? If not, was there ever one that like you were kind of interested in that you just never jumped into or one that you enjoy now and, and got into? Uh, as far as trading card games go. Oh, man, absolutely. Like, I'll take the lead on this one because this speaks to something that I'm actually picking up again with uh, B over here. And that's Magic the Gathering. Mm. I love this game. I got into it. Oh, God, time flies by. Probably almost. Oh, God, is it 10 years? Oh, my God, it's been about 10 years. Okay. And... Uh, like I just started off with like I knew some people who played it and I'd h- hang over at their place a lot of the time and eventually actually ended up moving in with them. This but is they how were... all good addiction stuff. Yes. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do crack people. Do magic. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, they'd just be sitting around and they'd be playing this card game that would sometimes last, you know, like a c- couple hours. So eventually you kind of stop paying attention to what else you're doing and you're just like okay what are they doing over there and you hear them and you're just like oh okay well that's kind of sounding interesting i want to play i could do this and one day i'm just like okay i want to make a deck what do i do and they were just kind of skeptical because they didn't have a lot of girls playing with them at the time but they're like okay well a girl playing with us isn't a bad thing so let's do this and they sat me down played or made me like a really kind of shitty deck at the time and I loved it. Like, I fell in love right away with it. It's very strategic. It's a lot like chess, but with, like, cards. Because you have to think, you know, a few moves ahead of what you're doing or what they could possibly do to kind of counteract that. And what can you do to kind of uh, counteract what they're counteracting. And it's just, yeah, a lot of freaking fun. And I eventually made a red-green-white beast deck that was freaking mean. And I was so proud of it until I got... Uh, when I moved into a smaller location, I had like no closets in this place. I had no storage. So my friend held on to all my cards for me. And during this time, we ended up, uh, our friendship was no longer a thing for a short period of time. And then when we became like kind of made up and became friends later on again, he was like, Oh, well, I kind of gave all your cards away and uh, disassembled all your decks and gave those away. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I was so mad at him and I just didn't play because I mean, that was a lot of cards I lost. And I was like, okay, I just, I don't want to play with you, especially. So there goes that group of friends. And, so for years, like, I just didn't play again. And then, what, like, two or three days ago, B? Uh, yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, so about that, uh, he actually ordered us a bunch of Magic the Gathering cards. And we made our own decks and have been playing, the yeah, a couple games here and there now. And, like, I'm just as much into it again. And I know that I'm about to spend a lot of money on cards. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe crack is a better option. 
I mean, it's cheaper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no joke. I was sat there chatting with a friend the other day because, funny enough, I've also been considering starting Magic because um, I've got a few friends here that are doing it. And he was looking at buying cards and he was like, okay, so it's about £500 so far for these cards. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's just for the few cards he needs to finish his deck. Like, oh my God. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. some cards there that are worth a lot of money. Like, I think it's the Black Lotus card is one of the yeah. most rarest, most expensive cards that are out there. And I, I don't quote me on this, but I think it's worth $10,000 or $1,000, one or the other. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little it, bit of a difference. There's like a zero, an extra zero in there or not. I don't know. <laughs> I for a, a, a thin piece of card, like it. <laughs> It's yep. a lot either way. Yeah. I'm gonna look this up actually really quick because I'm curious. Oh shit. Okay, so yeah, it's worth a hundred thousand dollars and <gasps> what? But on eBay one was sold for twenty seven thousand three hundred and two dollars. So you know, I mean what bargain. a deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got a hell of a bargain. I would not even be like able to touch that card. I would be like <laughs> right? I was like in the same room as it even. I think like the card that was worth the most for me was that I owned was ten dollars, and I was still like, "In a sleeve you go." <laughs> Good night, sweet prince, my precious. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you, Nina? Like, what? Was there any one that like you were ever particularly interested in, or just one that kind of you thought looked cool? Or yeah, I mean, I was definitely drinking the Kool-Aid on Pokemon cards. Yes. Um, I had a whole lot of Pokemon cards, but I got yes. a Ninetales, and that Ninetales is my favorite. And um, But I was young, you know, and easily manipulated. And so this boy, oh, his name was Luke. Never going to forgive him for Always this. He fucking traded me a terrible trade for my Ninetales, and I didn't want to trade. So I was crying, but, you know, he was a bully, and so he took it. My dad marched right over there and was like, give my daughter her Ninetales card back. <laughs> so that was cool, but it was traumatizing, so I never played Pokemon again after that. Oh, that's like really sad. <laughs> um, but anyways, I have a holographic Ninetales card still. I could probably play some more Pokemon, but I haven't in a while. And I, I've always liked Magic the Gathering. I had friends that they would play Battle Royale, <clears throat> so they'd make like a small deck and they'd all meet once a week and they'd battle each other and then whoever won kept all the cards. No. Yeah. It was, I hated it was, those ones. Yeah. And I, I was cool and I liked listening to them, but I never invested money into it. And I always really liked looking at the artwork. That was my favorite yes. part of it. They are yeah, my brother had a huge collection, and I would just slip through and look at the artwork. But fun fact, actually, um, a friend's boyfriend of mine—this uh, is like a, a friend of a friend of a friend—but he has a friend that does the artwork for some of the cards. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, really great artist. I really wish I could remember his name right now to give him a shout out. But as B can attest, I'm horrible with names. Yes, this is fact. <laughs> But uh, if you ever wanted to kind of learn about Magic Nina and not want to like put the money down for right. it, Hearthstone is actually a great game to kind of in introduce you into it. That's well, what I've heard. I'll have to check it funny out. Funny enough, though, on that, they've literally just released uh, Magic Arena, um, which is Magic's version of Hearthstone. And by all accounts, it does things a lot better than Hearthstone does at the moment Ooh. as well. So I'm have to look at what's that called? Free, um, I think it's just called Magic the Gathering Arena. Or just okay. Magic Arena. Um, but Is it's it in like Steam? beta at the moment. Um, no, you've got to go to the website and get it. And it doesn't work on Mac, annoyingly, because I tried installing it on my laptop. 
Um, I've yet to play it, but you can buy stuff. I think you can buy packs and that, but you can also win packs by just playing and stuff. So like how Hearthstone works. I mean, Hearthstone is amazing. Hearthstone's actually one of my answers, but from what I've been reading, Hearthstone might be killing itself, and Arena seems like a really yes. great... Wizards know what they're doing at this point with card games. They've been doing Magic for so long, right? So yeah, um, seems like they might have a, a good alternative. You know yeah. who else has been doing Magic for so long? David Copperfield. I had a nice. feeling this was coming. The man is yeah. a legend. Beautiful. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding, that was a good joke. I'm proud of this you. This is why I envy the guests. They can leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, but, oh, sorry? No, I was going to say, yeah, but I, on that note, Griff, I, I noticed the same thing. I just started up Hearthstone again recently, and mm-hmm. I pretty much lost all the cards that I had gotten before right. because, yeah, like, it, it's they do these seasonal things where it's like, oh, you know all those cards you worked hard to get and that deck you really were proud of? Say goodbye to it. And I know that's a part of card games to keep like competitive stuff. Like Wild is a thing in Magic as well, I believe, like with tournament mm-hmm. cards and things. But with Hearthstone, it's just this strange system. I don't know. I don't play it enough to really know. Like they, It's such a great easy to pick up casual game like it is i I love the single player ones like the some of the little single player adventures they do are really fun like they recently released a puzzle one which was super cool i sat there and went through that it was like figuring out lethal and stuff was super cool like trying to get it but i think also when you're playing a game and you can't maybe i think card games for me maybe they work best when i'm actually sat across the other from the other person playing it and you can actually smack talk each other because you know you're friends and you don't really or you do mean it but like (laughs) you'll get over it whereas online you don't really get that like you have six emotes that you can't even mute on hearthstone so you end up with someone on the other side going hello 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 (laughs) just for the whole game trying to get you to quit and you're like can you you stop that please um yeah at least give us like a curse at them option because like i hate saying like good play when i really don't mean it right you can use like a threat (laughs) and it'll just be like by the light or something that's not what i want to say i want to say shut the fuck up (laughs) let me say that but no like i know they can't but no like hearthstone is is great but it's um there's recently a big one of the big streamers for hearthstone actually just like gave up completely um, like I think even like on a professional like level, people are disillusioned with that as a game now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Magic has been Magic's been like I've got like one of these free promo decks. If you go to your friendly local gaming stores um, at specific times when Magic release new packs, um, gaming stores are given an allowance of free decks to hand out, and they come yep. with two pre-made like decks that you can play with another person. Or they're meant to be that you can combine them and use them as one single deck uh, for your own use in like tournaments and stuff. And obviously they're not going to be like world beaters, but they're enough to get to learn the game. Um, and I always find that that's super cool way of getting into them. Um, yes. One thing actually that my uh, comic book store in my old hometown, hometown, I can talk and pronunciate, uh, pronunciate. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm done. No. Um, <laughs> the comic book... Nice princess. Stay. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that sounds wonderful. But <laughs> what I was saying, um, they used to have these uh, tournaments where you could buy in by buying a booster pack, and then in the middle, you know, you'd throw all the booster packs, and whoever won the game got them all. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Throwing a little bit of gambling with our nerdums. Nice. <laughs> and that's oh, such we'll, a we'll low buy-in as well, answer. isn't it? Oh, boy. <laughs> um, oh, I just thought of... Sorry. Oh, sorry. I have you guys ever played Smash Up? No. No. It doesn't. I, I guess it doesn't proud. really count as a card building game, but you can buy expansion packs and stuff. It's this game where you're ta- you're two superpowers trying to take over the world. So you could be like robot ninjas or like dinosaur pirates, and um, you like mix the decks together and you like fight. You verse other people and you try to take over the world. It's really fun. I really like it. I don't know if it counts, but I love that game. Mm. I mean, we all know that the dinosaur pirates are going to win because they're dinosaurs and pirates. So why even fight against them? Just let it happen. I mean, but each different faction has uh, like really things that they're really good at and things that they're really bad at. And it's like you take over these home bases and the home bases have like different settings, too. And, you know, you can buy expansion packs like princesses or you can buy (laughs) expansion packs that are. Like cowboys and all kinds of stuff. It's really fun. I'm still stuck on these pirate dinosaurs. So, like, <laughs> would you call it a pterodactyl? So, Martin, what was your <laughs> your trading card game that might have piqued your interest? <laughs> oh boy, that was a that was a rough one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're just gonna pretend it didn't happen and just move on. You've already acknowledged it. It's too late. I took four points of psychic cannon. It is. A um, yes. <laughs> don't encourage her she doesn't need it she's already encouraged <laughs> enough just by being her i'm so glad you're here nina <laughs> I'm yes i'm so glad we finally got to meet <laughs> yes this was a terrible idea whose idea was this <laughs> it was yours god damn it you're right <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing is now i'm just imagining that that t-rex like uh, if you had like a Captain T Rex, but one of his arms was a little hook instead. Yes. Ooh, yes. I but love see, this. I'm, I'm combining them with the princess deck, and he's wearing a little princess hat. Oh, Ooh, beautiful. Yes. That is yeah. oh, precious. You're the prettiest dinosaur out there. So actually, you have the um, the website right now. There's like eight factions that you can choose from, and they will combine up. And then there's like a Cthulhu set. There's a bear cavalry. Set yes. Like steampunk. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's really fun. Highly recommend that game. Yes. I mean, would you guys consider this isn't technically cards, but this is still the same genre, but you guys remember Pogs? Yeah. Yes. Dude. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've been moving this week and I've been going through old stuff and I found a bunch of Pogs. No way. Yes. Yes. I was like, yes, I'm so glad I saved these. Somewhere, yeah, in storage, I have a binder still of old pogs and every single slammer I've ever owned. Nice. Yes. Oh, my Ninja Star one that was deadly and people like to throw at each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but real quick, back to the topic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I started as most people of my generation did with Pokemon. Like, without doubt, I still have my Pokemon cards. Um, and continue to love them through all the art changes that they had. And even as recent as last year was buying Pokemon cards, um, just for the fun. Like I'd buy a pack, you know, just to like sit there and open it. Um, then like Yu-Gi-Oh was the biggest one for me growing up. I played so much Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Um, and uh, that was my gateway into, I moved away from card games at that point into Warhammer. I think if I hadn't gone for Warhammer, I probably would ended up having played Magic. Or maybe even got into tabletop a lot earlier. But it just so happened that my friend group went to Warhammer. But for me, it's Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! Probably like the two most mainstream card games. Um, but yeah, I used to love... Never actually played the Pokemon card game. Oh, really? The Yu-Gi-Oh! one. Yeah, Ooh. like I had, I had all the cards, but for me, Pokemon was a collecting and trading thing, not like a battling thing. Mm. Whereas Yu-Gi-Oh, me and a couple of my buddies, we would go to like, um, what's effectively like a local mall and we would buy packs. We would go sit on like, like out the back of this place and open all our packs, make our decks and play it there, like at the back of the shopping center, like, um, just like on some steps, like a bunch of youths, you know? Um, <laughs> but yeah, those were probably mine. Um, uh had like brief brushes with magic but recently i think especially maybe it's a thing now because of the whole is it ravnica being announced for yeah. D? yeah um they're actually like connecting the two kind of worlds with like the planes walking and stuff so oh, maybe yeah. that's why it's becoming more of a thing for me to want to do but um it just looks so like it, it looks quite complicated, but um, it is. Looks like magic would be really satisfying. It's... I'm I'm learning it right now, and it is, and until it isn't, mm-hmm. right? Like trying to understand it at first, like you kind of have to do some mental gymnastics. But once you do those gymnastics, it all of a sudden like clicks and makes sense, and you're like, okay, I'm starting to understand how these things work and and whatnot. And you know, you'll still suck real bad. Because somebody will yeah. have uh, um, like invulnerability and then give it to all their cards, but <laughs> you know, then that's it's still fun. Like Hearthstone is still a strong shout for anyone who does want to play a trading card game because it does have low accessibility and it has like arena, which is you know you all go into it with the chance of having you know it's a random deck that you've built so. But they have been adding a lot of like things to it that do make even someone like me. So I've played Hearthstone since it's released. Like I played a lot of Hearthstone, but I'll come back to it after a couple of months and I'll be like, wow, what's this new mechanic? I've never seen this before. How does this nullify everything that I know? Um, I think that's the one thing about card games sometimes is like the meta, like staying active enough in the game that you mm-hmm. don't just get completely left behind by what's current. Um but I think as long as you're playing with similar minded people and you find like a good group to play with, you know, you're not ever going to get like Hearthstone dust definitely suffers from pay to win. You can just buy like every card, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, you know, before, cause we're running a little long. Um, and before we stop, I want to give my answer. Um, mm-hmm. for me, and the whole reason I was thinking about this was, um, Obviously, I'm, I've just started playing Magic and learning it, and under the watchful eye of Carrie, who has been teaching me, and I greatly appreciate it because it's very complicated to me. Um, but the reason why I kind of wanted to get into it was because back in the day, Pokemon was my jam, and I actually did battle the fuck out of my Pokemon cards, um, and I was actually pretty good. And it was one of, one of those things where, with me and my friends, we would wager who was going to win the battle and we would wager cards and sometimes i won and sometimes boy did i lose <laughs> but i did win a charizard through this so 
yeah, I can't <laughs> complain too much. And this is like Gen 1 Charizard because I was into this from Gen 1. And I will never forget. And the reason, like, the thing that hooked me on opening booster packs was I think the second booster pack I ever got, I got a shiny Blastoise in it. Oh, what? man. Yeah, and that was, like, the card that no one was ever going to get. I don't care what you had to try to trade me with. That card was never going out of my grasp. But yeah, I don't blame you. It was just a ton of fun. Like, I love the battling. And when I think about it now, after playing Magic, the mechanics of Pokemon is very similar to magic because right. instead of land you have your energies right mm -hmm. and you're attacking you know the other monsters i mean yeah you're not direct attacking like a player but you still have attacks that cost mana essentially and you have to build up those energies before you can use those attacks and you know you, you still have a graveyard you still have uh, items and stuff like that which you know you would use as like enchantments and shit or even things that do direct damage and whatnot, or like plus powers and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny how similar those games actually are when you really stop to think about them. Yeah. They're all kind of from the same like original pool, right? Like they've each stolen. Because that's where like with Yu-Gi-Oh! you have the life point thing, but you don't have energy or land or mana and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Griff. I'd never really played the pokemon card game i collected like the odd one that i would get because if you remember they had those like gumball machines that if you put like a dollar in or something like that they'd give you like one yeah i remember those oh, yeah. Yes. oh that's weird i don't yeah. think we ever had that that's how i got yeah. my japanese cards oh yes oh man you, how cool is it when someone had a japanese card suddenly oh like, i had that so shit many. was like crack <laughs> for people because <laughs> comics and stuff had one of those machines. It was like 50 cents each card. And sometimes you'd get an American one, but sometimes you'd get like a, a holographic Japanese card. And yeah. those were some of my favorite cards. No, same here. It's like, I don't understand a fucking thing that's on this, but it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, things that look cool, like just very quickly, I still have a space in my... Because my, I have a folder with all my Pokemon cards and it was ordered via types and generations and evolutions like it had a very sophisticated system and there's still a, a space i never filled this space out of principle for my shiny zapdos that went missing one quote unquote missing one day um, oh no and it still hurts me to this day that that it's it's not there, but... all right so we're gonna take it? out the person who who stole your magic cards we're gonna take out the person who stole my nine tails <laughs> we're gonna take out the person who yeah. stole your shiny zapdos got it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm doing do okay. I don't have anybody I have to take out, so <laughs> so we know who we're hiring then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're the hitman. Yeah, it wouldn't be the plot twist. Time. I it mean, Brian, <laughs> <time. laughs> he has them all. Scratch that from the record, please. No. <laughs> you're the one editing, so uh, that's true. Yeah, you have to keep it though. I'm sorry. We'll see. Anyway, thank you so much for hanging out with us today at the Nerdy Point of View podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugarbear. That's at CPT Sugarbear. I currently run a Taldore game at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Soul Bear RPG. That's Twitch slash Soul Bear RPG. I'm also in a show called Lost in Time on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And starting October 15th, bi-weekly, I will be running a Comedy of Strahd game, a comedic twist mm -hmm. on Curse of Strahd. That's pretty much all I've got going on. Uh, how about you, Carrie? Where can we find you on the internet, and what are you working on? 
You can find me on a uh, honking horn. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, that was that was. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Shrieky. That's S A S H R I E K E E, and you can find me on Instagram at Carelessly K E R L E S S L E E. I am doing a bunch of stuff. Threads of Fate on Friday, our uh, Teldori campaign on Wednesdays. There's a charity stream that uh, Stinkrat Streams and I are planning for December. And hopefully soon I will be getting some more wood burnings out of the way. I know I've been kind of really slow getting it out, and I apologize for that. I've kind of hit like a creative slump recently that I'm starting to get out of. So hopefully you'll be seeing some soon. And am I forgetting anything? Probably. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Martin? Where can we find you on the internet and what are you working on? Um, not working on a huge amount at the moment, mainly because I am, what, currently just under four weeks away from making a 12-week trip to the States. So things like streaming and, and all of that, it's just on hold right now. I've decided that it's not really... Something I can probably maintain while getting stuff done. But um, I am on Twitter, at Grafolion, at G-R-Y-F-F-O-L-E-O-N. And if you want to find me anywhere else, that is pretty much my name wherever I am. So Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, you name it, it's my name. Come find me, come say hello, and yeah. Right on. And Nina, where are you on the internet, and what are you working on? I am Human Bard on Twitter, and I am not working on anything cool right now, but, but... I am buying a computer this week, and I want to play some D&D, so hit me up. Let's play some D&D. Yes. Oh, you are so going to guest on Comedy of Strahd. This is happening. Oh, I would love that. That sounds so awesome. Did you come up with that? That's a great idea. Um, I came up with the concept with Quinn and Carrie over cigars. Um, nice. Yeah, because yep. we're fucking baller <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway. Comedy of Strahd. What do you think about that? Um, I love it. Good anyway, mental image. Don't forget, you can also find the show on Twitter at NerdyPOV and check out all of our new episodes and our legacy episodes at nerdypointofview.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and join our growing Facebook community as well. We even have a Discord channel if you're into that sort of thing. Reach out to the podcast on Twitter and we'll make sure you get a link. Of course, if you liked what you heard today, it helps us out immensely if you could leave us a five-star review and on iTunes. For small shows like ours, it helps big time. So please take that 15 seconds out of your day. Uh, give us that review. We will love you forever. Not that we already don't, but we'll love you like just a little bit harder. Um, just a little bit sloppier too, maybe if you're lucky. Anyway, <laughs> with that, we have our community shout out and today's shout out. We want to give to LJ Haydorn, a longtime friend of the show. He's actually been a guest on our show. Uh, he is just a good dude, a great dude. Um, he has the Scribblers Rest RPG podcast and he actually does some book writing. So, Make sure to check him out on Twitter at LJ Haydorn. That's H-E-Y-D-O-R-N. And check out LJHaydorn.com to go check out what books he has out. Um, and just say hi to him. You know, he's a really friendly guy. Uh, just really genuinely awesome guy. And he's somebody that you definitely want to know if you don't already. Hell um, yes. With that, does anybody else have anything they want to say? Uh, Tank yeah, Girl give rocks. me out my fucking Zapdos. Tank Girl. <laughs> Next week we'll be having the Tank Girl podcast. <laughs> yeah. You guys can get all over that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, I think we are out. Birds do it. Bees do it.
Even educated fleas do it. Let's do it. Let's fall, Let's fall in love. In love. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? 